I heard this moment of brilliance at an open mic, just some random kind. I forgot who, but it said, uh, "Self, uh, self pity is the most dangerous drug." Ooh. Well, I think that might have been me. Maybe, maybe it might have been you. But <laughs> it might have been me it sounds like a, it sounds like a very Brian yeah. Simpson thing. But self pity is a dangerous it is. drug. It's addictive. Oh, oh man, gross. feeling bad about yourself yeah. feels so good. It does. It can. Uh, welcome back to BS with Brian Simpson, episode. 46. I have a special guest, longtime friend, fellow comedian, on the rise, Asana Mod. What's up, Asana? Hey, thanks for having me, Brian. Good, good. Well, gonna, before we get into anything, we have to give a quick shout out to uh, Revolutionary Hot Sauce. Uh, they're not necessarily a sponsor of the podcast, but they have been sending me hot sauce for quite some time now. And um, this last time, <laughs> they really did it. And we. We uh we laid we were watching the game and we laid out all the sauces and had like plain wings and was like dipping them in each one and it was this dude knows what he's doing and I'm gonna collaborate him, with him shortly right now we just in the negotiations about it but yeah revolutionary hot sauce go check them out yeah it was it was really good we had them it was really good I should have brought a bottle I'm, yeah. so, I'm so unprofessional you, um, we had them all on a plate and there was a dab of hot sauce on each thing <laughs> and it looked like an artist easel that's what it looked like it's, yeah yeah it was good it was great. I mean, this dude he he's so good cuz the other you know I've had plenty of like uh what they call them you know small batch hot sauce um and some people don't know what they're doing. And this dude, this dude does. That's just as simple as that. It's like right. there's the flavor. it's not just there to burn the fuck out of you. The flavor is there. That's what and that's what matters. Right. It was it was all about the flavor and then the the hot would come in as a kick later and it would be like a yeah. kind of surprise. I'm like, "Oh yeah, it tasted good and it was hot." But you know what's funny is cuz so he sent us about like a, what like nine bottles? Yes. Nine different flavors and they're they're uh on the back there's there's you know flames from 1 to 5 to show you how hot the hot sauce can be, you know, because because most people don't understand Scovilles or what Scoville levels, but uh, none of them were fives. No, and, we didn't get I'm, a five. I'm curious what the five is because I couldn't handle the four. The yeah. four, the four was a lot. The three was perfect, at least to me. It was a, you got the flavor and the hot, and it was like a perfect yeah, balance. Yeah, the four. And don't get me wrong, the fours were good, but it was the, the burn was strong with it. Mm-hmm. I do want to try a five though. I want to I wanna try a five just to try one. I do. I might make mine a five. Really? I might. I don't know. Is that is that who you are as a person? Are you a five spicy? I'm not a five spicy, but I but I am a. I want to do different. I want to be different. Okay. I want to you know <laughs> you know because he's he's also collabed with the Scissor Brothers. Mm-hmm. So Jeremiah and um uh, Stevie, Stevie, yeah. So and I don't know what their sauce is, but I want my sauce to be hotter than their sauce. Okay, I think that's I think that's fair. You want to be hotter than the Scissor Brothers? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe we'll see. We'll see where it I goes. I think hot sauce is too hot these days, guys. I'm you a big do? hot sauce fan, and I think it's I think it's too hot because there's a point where it gets so hot that you can't even taste flavor. Right, you know what right. I mean? Exactly. Well, it's just like it's it's because you got to understand the same nerds that went to school and learned how to you know get the most THC out of a weed plant. Those those same people are growing peppers. Mm. Like the the pepper war is escalating. People are like. Crossbreeding peppers and shit, like it's getting, it's getting, it's getting out of control, and and people go to the hospital all the time. Like, right. yeah, you can hurt you, man. Challenges, yeah, you get hurt. That shit can damage your esophagus. Yeah, I, I, I that's why I like what I enjoy about these hot sauces more. It, it definitely felt like flavor first, hot second, which is not what you're getting a lot of the time. Right, right, right. Because some people, it's like a bragging rights thing. Right, like, you're like, you know, you're gonna catch a motherfucker in, in two years that you're gonna be seeing them with the, one of those little things to their throat. I. 
fucking had the best meal of my life. <laughs> That's fucked up. I, I don't know. It's just like I totally get the um, the people who crossbreed different peppers and stuff. But nowadays, a lot of the hot sauce is they just take like uh, they just take like capsaicin that has been extracted from peppers and then now you just have pure like you have the whatever the maximum scoville is yeah, and they have they to d- dilute that with like you know peaches <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah they have to it's they, like they, well, just, they, they, they just, just end up t- diluting it with with vinegar or something i don't just know just take a tear gas grenade and crack it open and pour it into their chili <laughs> right so stupid um I want to I want to get we cuz because uh some people don't realize that we were that we record that we were recording 2 weeks ahead because we had one of the you know we had stuff to do and so the emails are backed up. Ooh. Do you want to get the emails ones. first? Yeah, it's some, some good it's some good ones. Well, before we even get to that, what was the shit you sent me today? Was cuz I thought that was in the email box but uh I oh, no, this- I I love when when Rob sends me something and follows it up with his emotions on the matter. Mm. I'm always entertained because when he's like this, pit. so Rob texted me this and the and the, what made me read it was the <laughs> he texted me a screenshot and the 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 text underneath it said murder should be legal Ooh. in this case. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so that's not an uncommon uh, reaction that I have to certain types of news stories. Oh yeah, I mean this made my blood boil. So. Uh, this guy, I'm guessing this is from a subreddit of some kind? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so the guy says, seeking advice. Okay. I'm currently the head tenant of a five-bedroom house in the inner west. I don't know what that means. It's, a, it's uh, That's a neighborhood in Sydney, Australia. Okay, okay, okay. So this is an Australian. Okay, so you know this is a trash person. <laughs> um, I sublet to four others and have done so for two years. So if y'all don't not familiar in the other parts of the world, sublet means that I, that I am leasing a room or property, and I then lease it to another person. Right. So this this guy is renting an apartment, and he is the only person on the lease. Maybe he had roommates move out, whatever, and he's renting the other rooms to other people that are not on the lease. They're right. paying him. Okay. That's so that's the situation. So the the lease is coming up for renewal and the other tenants wish to all sign in which is what you would want to do you want to be on the lease so that you have legal rights so people can't kick you out and all of that other shit the the issue is i have not been very transparent about the relative rental contributions and my rent is actually entirely covered by them how do i go about (laughs) navigating this situation so again understand his situation right where he's in is he's been charging his roommates so much money that it pays his rent. But now that the lease is coming up and they all get to sign it and see how much the rent is, they're going to realize what he's been doing. And he's asking for advice on how to get out of it. <laughs> you piece of shit. Yeah, that's a bad move. <laughs> yeah. Now, if you asking me what lie I would tell, I, I don't know. I don't know how you get out of that. No, I mean, be- you, you got to find a new place. Set up there and never talk to these people again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you got to just be one of those people that like, you got to, because the lie would have to be so elaborate mm-hmm. 
and in depth. Like you would have to be gaslighting these people for months, which I know is within you because you're a piece of shit. You've been right. doing this already, <laughs> you know. But you you would have to like I don't know, man. You would have to, you know, make a leak or something and and and, and keep telling your roommates how you're complaining about it, and then the resolution is that you got them to lower the rent. Mm, I, that's pretty good. Yeah, I mean it's too late probably because this this is old. Yeah, just just release mice into the into the house. Oh, this isn't that old. <laughs> yeah, or something. But right. but damn, just you, you, yeah, you got to move out, bro. I mean, at the end of the day, like yeah, you because you don't have it in you. Because because here's the thing. This goes back to my theory of how most of the people that are smart enough to actually get away with crimes are smart enough to not do them. Right, because they're they're also smart enough to know mm-hmm. that their chances of getting away are slim, and that the the risk reward, you know, and it's like all the people you know that's locked the fuck up. Not all of them, because there's some geniuses in prison, but for the most part, the people that are all locked the fuck up, they're just smart enough to outsmart themselves. Mm. They're just smart enough to think they're they can outsmart everybody else. And they and they and they, and when you have that kind of arrogance and and your intelligence is right below the bar, you end up in a lot of situations where you know you're doing some stupid shit and don't realize it. And yeah. you're you're one of those people. I mean, this isn't a crime what you've done. <laughs> um, I'm actually, you know what? I mean, I don't know how they do in Australia, but there is a there's a slight case for fraud here. Um, fraud meaning you're. You're getting money out of these people under false pretenses. And if you're at the point where you're asking Reddit for help, you're definitely screwed. Yeah, and also, <laughs> my, also my guy, no... why don't you take your year, your year's worth of savings from not paying rent and buy and buy a nice place? Yeah. See, you started this crime without a goal. That's your that's your other fucking problem. Well, the goal was met really easily, and he, ne- he never dreamed further. Yeah, because I'm I'm more upset with you for being a stupid piece of shit. Than, be, than the fact that I am that you're a piece of shit. Mm, right, yeah, you could have used this and be like, oh, well, I got on my loans, yeah. I, I bu- I'm buying a place. Like, you you should have had the out. The out should have been built in yeah, right now. Listen, guys, you can't be on demon time part-time, <laughs> all right? You got to fuck it. If you're going to be an evil son of a bitch, you got to go all the way in. You should have had a plan for this moment. Right. You know, you were well aware when you started fleecing your roommates that this moment would come. And you waited to the last minute and then you asked Reddit? <laughs> you fucking stupid cunt. Why can't you just kick them out if they're not on the lease? Uh, well, they're, well, again, I'm not familiar with how the law works in Australia. But I know right. here, you know, once somebody's been receiving mail and all of that for X amount of days, they still have rights. You know, like you can't right. just because they're not on the lease, you can't just kick them out. You know, right. what I mean? you would actually, actually, what you would have to do is evict them, which, uh. which, which could take, you know, so long, and you would have to have cause. And then they would find out either way that you right. Overcharged they would find out either way, and then, and then, so you, if you try to go to the court, then they're gonna be like, this motherfucker's been committing fraud. So, yeah, you stupid, cunt, you deserve whatever happens. Okay, <clears throat> emails to us. Um, hey, son, before we get to emails, can you throw out throw out your socials just so people who are listening to the audio can uh, Oh, facts, can facts. Uh, oh. yeah, so again, I'm a I am I am a BS comedian on Instagram and Twitter and I am Brian Simpson Comedy on TikTok. Um you can go to briansimpsoncomedy.com uh, for tickets to dates. I will be in 
uh, Huntsville, Alabama, and Nashville, Tennessee this weekend. Huntsville on Friday and Saturday, Nashville on Sunday. You can go to com for tickets. Um, anything you need to plug, Asan? Uh, no, yeah, just follow me on Instagram at Asan J Ahmad. That's E H S A N J A H M A D. That's where I do most of my stuff. I've got a couple series on Instagram. You can come and follow Breaking News and Special Report. <laughs> yeah, Breaking News is great. Oh, yeah, those are both great. Break, breaking News oh, breaking and News Special Report. <laughs> yeah, uh, Jared's in town now, right? Jared's in town now. Special reports with him this week? Yes, we're okay. filming. We're filming some Man on the Street bits, so that should be uh, coming soon. Yeah, that's going to be great. Um, what is this? I think that's try- someone trying to book you for a show. Oh, yeah. Please don't do that, guys. Don't, if, you know, for business stuff, don't email the podcast. Um, oh, you know what? That is not the podcast email. That is the <laughs> email. Okay. Um, uh, okay. Conspiracy theorists. Oh, wow. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Hey, Brian and Rob, I have a friend who is a conspiracy theorist. Not the fun kind who can smoke weed and have a few laughs with. The kind everyone avoids talking to at a party. I recently reposted a clip from the show where you say, if you think about space too much, you won't want to live life. This prompted my friend to knock on my DMs like a Jehovah's Witness of (laughs) stupidity. (laughs) This guy's a writer. Spouting a bunch of pseudoscience nonsense. He legitimately believes the Earth is flat. Well, that's where you lose me right there. Satellites aren't real, and space is an illusion. Well, dude, stop being friends with this person. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm finish your email, but I don't. But without me knowing any more, would it? Would, come on, man, come on. This guy, this guy is, he's making you dumber. You're you're stupid for being friends with this stupid motherfucker. Did, did, did he give you a kidney or something? Is this like somebody you've known? Your whole like is he? Why why are you friends with this guy? I explained multiple times during the conversation that I have no desire to speak with him about anything spiritual or scientific. But that's everything, right? right. So you can't. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I've resigned to not having any deeper conversations <laughs> with this guy, and our conversations right. will be surface level anyway. So why be friends? Your, if whole, you can't... Fri- your whole friendship is how's the weather? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy today, isn't it? Yeah. Um, spiritual scientific, as he is unable to understand simple concepts or be objective. He defaulted to the conspiracy theorist playbook, accusing me of projecting and being a sheep. Look, man, you have no desire to speak with him about anything spiritual or scientific. He's unable to understand simple concepts or be objective. No, this is crazy. This sounds like you're you're. This sounds like you're married to a uh, to a milkmaid from like the eighteen hundreds. Well, <laughs> the, but, you, but you don't get to fuck this guy. My my read is that this is like a really good friend of his. Like he's known forever, and he wants to find some way to reach him. And I don't. I think he just has to cut loose. No, you got to let it go. I think you just got to well, cut loose. Finish finish reading the email. Yeah. He defaulted to the conspiracy theorist playbook, accusing me of projecting and being a sheep. I eventually had to block him. Okay. Okay. Do you have anyone in your life who is so powerfully stupid you can't talk to them? How do you deal with these people? Big fan of your comedy and the podcast. No, I do not. Right, you just, you just stop dealing there, with them. There is no one in my life that's stupid because I and, and not that I, not that there's never been. You know, but I grew up and I was like, I I don't have room for that. You mm-hmm. know, it, it, maybe that's what it is. It's like, you know, and there are people I've lo- I've lost good friends just because it it, it listen. I don't require my friends to believe everything I believe. In right. fact, we argue all the time. Oh, me, constantly. Nissan and Derek, we argue. Sometimes we just argue for the sport of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I don't even believe the shit I'm saying. We just argue because it, keep it keeps our 
analytical mind, which is good for comedy, it keeps it sharp. It's like a cipher for, right. for, for, for comics. We, and trying to like, find positions like to define yourself. In, in BJJ yeah, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But if I really thought that they were stupid, like, you know, because here's the other thing, too. I there 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 are no there I don't have any close friends that I haven't seen change their mind. Mm, that's a big thing. The inability to take in new information and yeah. process that is like if you can't do that you're a bad adult. Yeah, cuz sometimes it's like the shit get in the heat of the moment and you find cuz we need a word for when when you have uh when you've said something that you that you don't really want to defend but your but your ego's been hurt. And mm. so you're defending it, and it, like you're so far into the defense of it that you can't back off. Yeah, you're pot committed. Yeah, yeah even though you don't really <laughs> care. You know what I mean? And we need a word for that because I've been in those situations. But somebody that's actually dumb, like, like, because uh, uh, these three things, what did, you, what did you say? He's a flat earth. He's a flat earther. He thinks satellites, satellites aren't real. real, and he thinks space isn't real. Well, so, so, so my question is like to uh, uh, always with people like that. <laughs> Right is like okay, so let's let's say one hundred percent like those things were right. Like let's say let's pl play the mind game of the Earth is flat and satellites aren't real and space is an illusion. Well, then how, how does that affect your life at all? But, but also, my guy, it, right? Like like you still go on and you still keep living. So if, it's like why bring it up at every party, even if it is real? Who if, cares? If space isn't <laughs> real, then where is where is the flat Earth? <laughs> <laughs> I just I don't have time for these people, man. I swear to God. Have you have you ever have you ever known anybody, either of you, who is like an actual legit flat Earth conspiracy theorist? Oh yeah, yeah. I know comedians that are flat Earthers. Yeah, they they just like fully believe that the Earth is flat. But like That's I said, wild. what purpose does it serve? But you don't. Know I think it. I think I think it gives people um, a sense of control over a, an absurd. Exactly. chaotic universe yeah. that we exist in. It gives them a sense of because most most conspiracy theories have theorists have this air of like I I know more than everyone else. Like I I I I'm in the end. Right. Y'all are sheep and y'all are followers and well, I and I'm not. I'm a rebel. My problem with most conspiracy theories, at the end of the day, they really boil down to like, oh, the government is lying to you. And it's like, you didn't learn that when you were like 12? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, you but know what I mean? The government does lie, but 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 conspiracy theorists don't, they don't stop at the government is lying. Because that, that wouldn't be so bad. No. Well, but they, they, they go so far as to go, not only is the government lying, but but anything to the contrary, I'll believe that. Right, right. Well, right. that's what I think. I think it's people who learned that the government was lying to them a little too late in life. Right. Whereas, like, they didn't realize, like, no, that's mm. just the normal part of everyday living, is that the government's just kind of lying to you all the time. But it's not that deep. They just lie. <laughs> yeah. They it's not lie. like they lie because they're lizard people. Who are here <laughs> like, like, I've always, the lizard one is so funny, because, like, if you think there was this race of, like, shape-shifting billionaire lizards, <laughs> why would we need to see one in the form of Hillary Clinton? Like, the lizard enough would be enough to be like, well, I guess you own me because you're a billionaire lizard who knows magic. Right. Yeah. They're, they're, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, well, here's the other thing, too. Rob, remember a, a oh, Also, few... also I, I, before you get into it, why, if, if you were a shape-changing space lizard, why would the form that you choose be Hillary Clinton and Prince Charles? 
right, that right, makes right. No yeah. fucking sense to people me. know people that nobody likes. Right. I mean, yeah. if you could choose the form you appeared in, why wouldn't you have a fat ass and dick titties? <laughs> yeah, right. Right. And yeah. If now the conspiracy theory was like, yo, all Instagram models are lizards, I'd be like, you're onto something. Yeah, there might that's be more believable. There might be some, that's way more believable. Oh yeah. And but Brian, they, yeah, I interrupted you. You were gonna say something. Yeah. Else, remember so. uh, some episodes back, we we did an article about a conspiratorial thinking and how. Yeah how it's more sinister than just you believe in some bullshit but but what it is 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 the the more things you believe without evidence mm. you 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 slowly change the process in your brain uh, that is that is discernment and so yeah. the, the more you believe stuff without evidence the easier it is for you to believe stuff without without evidence right which is why most of the conspiracy theorists you know they all believe the same stuff. Right. They don't just believe, they don't just bind to one thing. They bind to them all because it's so much easier to bullshit a person that ha that has succumbed to bullshit. So it's right. like you have to be, it's it's a fight. You have to fight to be discerning because it's easy to believe some crazy shit. And it, the whole it, point is like delegitimizing regularly. Like the, one of the big things they're trying to do now is like, oh, Wikipedia, you can't trust Wikipedia. That's like, that's what they mm -hmm. use to control you. And it's like, I, I really wonder if back in the day, that's what they, like if in front of the Library of Alexandria or whatever, like, which is what I think is sort of what Wikipedia is now. It's our like knowledge base. If in front of the Library of Alexandria, there are people out there like, no, they're lying to you in there. None Always. of that is real. I, I I have to assume that for the entirety of human civilization and society, there have been people who are conspiracy theorists who, like Brian says, is there? It, it's 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 fine and actually a good thing it's a virtuous thing to be skeptical of the mm -hmm. information you get especially from institutions and other people who have a vested interest in manipulating or manufacturing consent right but uh, oh yeah it go it goes to another it goes to another place when you start picking out connections that don't exist mm. in order to validate your beliefs about the world because that's really what conspiracy theorists are doing right that's that's why they can believe in conspiracies that are contradictory to one another like when they do when they test people to see what conspiracy theories they believe in if you believe that the cia killed jfk you are more likely to believe that jfk is still alive that makes wow. no goddamn sense Right, right, right. And, 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 that's a mind And fight. that's the thing. There are legitimate conspiracy. Like, the JFK thing is wild. Because right. Because, you, you know what? Because it, <laughs> it could be, you know what? Aliens killed JFK. I don't know. I, because, because, <laughs> because every president since what? Since Bush. Yeah, has had access to that information and has kept that quiet. Well, no. They, like, they when, kicked when that it, can down the road. Yeah, when mm -hmm. it was supposed to all be released, they all said, nope. And then it was Obama, and we are like, well, surely him. Nope. And then it was, and then it was Trump. We were like, "Oh, the the, the swamp drainer." Nope. And now it's Biden again. No, well, they will. And I, so, it, to me, that tells me there's something else that they don't want us to know. That's so deeply ingrained to how we think everything works that if we knew that information, it yeah. would break down order. Yeah, I want, and I'm surprised that there hasn't been like a whistleblower. Um, I, I, but, I also think that there's a distinction to be made between like, like there are some conspiracy theories, like the Libra conspiracy theory about what is that. Um, the it's a that's a JFK conspiracy theory where um, the the belief is that <laughs> I mean it's everyone, kind of funny. everyone involved is a Libra. Yeah. Oh, he <laughs> no, got no, his head no, blown no. off. Such I'm a Libra. Why, I'm, trying why, I'm, trying, I'm trying to remember why it's called Libra conspiracy. I, I, I think that's the name of some sort of um, 
CIA program that really did exist. And the, the idea was that Lee Harvey Oswald was part of it and that he did work for the CIA, but that the intent was not for him to pull off the shot. That the idea was that it was like a false flag. It was supposed to be a, fl a false flag that Lee Harvey Oswald was supposed to fire and try to assassinate JFK, but he would miss because the shot was so difficult. And then the CIA could use that as justification to invade Cuba because Lee Harvey Oswald had connections to Cuba. We know that he really did have connections to, to Cuba. This is, this is so heavy. I, I would rather believe that Instagram models are lizards. I, that's, I'm 100% that's true. That's so heavy. I'm going to put that out there right now. I think they're all lizards. Speaking of, uh, speaking of aliens with fat asses, <laughs> um, one of our top articles today is, uh, the headline is, Buccal fat removal is the latest cosmetic procedure to trend on social media. Okay. What does that mean? Here's buckle, what it is. Buckle fat. Buckle fat is in oh, the Oh, buckle cheeks. fat. Buckle fat. That's, is that fat from the ass? From the cheeks. Let's see. Mm -hmm. These days, you can never really guess what kinds of unusual beauty topics will start to trend on social media and why. Since 2020, all kinds of trendy cosmetic and plastic surgery procedures have been at the center of discourse on the apps. The Brazilian butt lift and the potential dangers associated with it has been hotly debated since becoming... Uh, one of the most sought-after surgeries in 2019 and 2020. The minimally invasive lip flip slowly took over TikTok in early 2000, 2022. What the fuck is that? And now the most recent procedure to have its moment in the spotlight is buckle fat removal. So wait a minute, what is a lip flip? I don't know what a, I don't know what any of these are. Uh, I, know, I mean, lip, I know the Brazilian butt lift. That's the only lip, one I really know. Lip flip is they inject a small amount of Botox into, I believe, like the um, the the little notch little divot it, the divot yeah the little divot and it uh it like lifts up your lips so it kind of gives you like a cupid's bow mm, shape to your lip you man. know what i'm saying it's yeah, to give it's to give white so women bigger lips that's so stupid because here, here's <laughs> yeah. the thing i i know i know several you know obviously from being in hollywood and all this we we have several i have several female friends and in, in the business and it's and it's always wild to me to watch You know, when the insecurities set in and they right. start getting the surgeries mm -hmm. so they can stay young looking. And it never, it, I, I'm not going to say it never works, but it almost always goes too far. Yeah. yeah. Especially the, the lip thing. The lip, the lip fillers almost never age well. Well, it's not, no, because, well, the thing is, they, they you have to keep getting them done because they, they, I don't know what happens to them, right. but they, they, you have to get them redone. But, what, but, but here's what a lot of, here's what a lot of white women don't realize is, when you get that shit injected into your lips, especially when you got little tiny lips, mm -hmm. what makes your lips look natural is the wrinkles on your lips. Mm -hmm. But when they inject that shit in your lips, it, the wrinkles aren't there. It's like shiny and smooth, and it looks it look like you got stung by a bee on the lips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it doesn't look you don't you don't look like the you know you don't look like Kim Kardashian. You look you look like you've been hurt. You know, so it, it doesn't it doesn't make now maybe it makes you feel better, and I, and I, yeah. I I can't speak to that. But trust me, it don't. I've I've known very few people that have gotten plastic surgery, and it makes them look better. Right. It's so it makes them feel better, but it but rarely does it make you. And I mean, cosmetic plastic surgery. Obviously, people that like need it for you know damage is different. But right. But the cosmetic plastic surgery is often unnecessary. And it doesn't look better. 
No, it, de- it definitely doesn't. But let's, let's, let's move on. Um, <laughs> I think white ladies, you just have to accept it goes downhill. Yeah. <laughs> and it's not just them. It's you just have to accept them. it. It's not uh, lately, but I'm social... talking to you, white ladies. Yeah, he's talking <laughs> directly. Yeah, we're talking to you. I'm yeah. talking directly to you. It's okay. Would y'all, all would y'all, power... ever, get, would y'all ever get cosmetic uh, surgery? I don't think so. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. I've had opportunities for like people ask me if I want to get hair transplants, and I've said no. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, no. don't do that. No, I, 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 you know, I look at my parents. My parents have graced pretty, uh, aged pretty gracefully, and it's like yeah. I, I think that's the best route. Yeah, but my, my, my family, we all, we, mm. we age, we age pretty well. But it's also different for guys, right? Like we, yeah. we do, we like aging. The aging process for guys and what we go through mentally is very different than women. Like I, I, I yeah. feel like I am starting to look my best in my thirties. Yeah, which is like a guy, more of a guy thing. Men, our insecurities thing. with aging comes from. Mm-hmm. Um, strength and endurance, right? And and our and and, and erections. Yes, yes, yes. Right. That, that that's and and hairline. But if you can get over that pretty quickly, that's 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 the big. Oh one. That's yeah, a big hair one. loss. See, that's something I've never had to worry about. But I but I I I get it. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But that's pretty much it. Like men, a male, but very rarely does it require plastic surgery. But again, a lot of men in Hollywood get a lot of plastic surgery. Yes, yes. Like, I would love to see I would love to see Mario Lopez with a freshly washed face. <laughs> He'd probably look like the fucking, uh, uh, like the Saw villain. No, but it's like, it's like so Jared Leto is another good example of, like, it, it almost feels demonic. Like, you should not look like that at 50. That's crazy. Oh, right. Yeah. But you know Makes what? He may not trust you. He might just look like that. You think he's had plastic surgery? I'm yeah, sure definitely. They, they all. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Every, sure. every man in Hollywood has he, had plastic he surgery. He looks like he's in his 20s and he's 50. That's gross. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. Well, every, it's off-putting. Every man that's like been that's had a big career, they've all done mm-hmm. it. Yeah, for sure. Oh, for all, sure all the A-listers? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, the, a, the A-listers get the one that looks good. Like you got to be like that rich to get the one that looks yeah, good. Yeah, but even some of them, they should be looking wild. Yeah, and with Mickey Rourke. Yes. Yeah. So I, like, I, I think there's a difference between because, like, you know, my mom's had plastic surgery and it, and and it, she's like public about it and everything. And like my wife has gotten Botox in her, you know, the 11s up here in her forehead mm-hmm. to get it. And so I think that, that, I mean, that's not really surgery, but you know, it's in the same cos- uh, in cosmetic the procedure, right? Right. Um, and I think that that there can be some benefit to sort of like slowing down the aging process, you know, if you're like doing a little bit here and there. I think the problem comes when people try to alter what their face looks like. Like if you have thin mm. lips and you try to get big lips, that's mm. when it looks bad, right? Right, right, right. If, right, if you're right. getting if you're getting a little crow's feet and you want to just do a little thing to kind of slow that down, that 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 can work. People can some do people, Some people go overboard. Right. Like they go, yeah, they yeah, go to buy go titties far, and they sure. go get, you know, triple Ds or whatever. It's like, yeah. that's that looks wild. It, right. Whatever. But um, at the end of the day, it's like, if it makes you feel happy, it makes you feel happy, right? Yeah. Like, that's that's yeah, what it comes yeah, down to. Yeah, if it makes you feel... Your, your money, your yeah, face. I guess, but I don't have to pretend like it looks good. No. All right. <laughs> but I might, I might get this buckle shit. I still don't know what it is. <laughs> um, lately, social media has been buzzing with photos of a handful of celebrities with seemingly slimmer faces and more chiseled jawlines. Many people have assumed, without confirmation, that these changes are the result of buckle fat removal, a procedure in which fat in the cheeks and jaw area is removed to give the face a more contoured appearance, which is likely why you've been seeing the term all over your timeline. If this has only made your, you more curious about what buckle fat is, why someone would want, would want it removed, and why the heck everyone is talking about it, we reached out to a few experts to clear things up. What is buckle fat anyway? In short, buckle fat is just the fat that lies between your cheekbone and your jawbone. Okay. What happens during a buckle fat removal? That's obvious. What is the recovery time? After your removal procedure, your surgeon should give you an oral rinse 
to prevent infection, though you might also be prescribed antibiotics to further minimize your risk. Additionally, oh, they do it from in your mouth. Wow. You'll likely experience bruising, swelling, and discomfort in your cheeks for up to two weeks after the surgery. A liquid diet is recommended for (laughs) a few days. Man, are there any risks associated? Okay, as stated. Hell yeah. This surgery could temporarily or permanently injure some of the nerves that control your face. <laughs> I'm out right there. Yeah. <laughs> and and sal- salivary duct okay, could permanently injure some of the nerves that control your face and salivary duct if performed incorrectly. As with any surgery, you should also do your research to ensure that your surgeon doesn't remove too much fat and make your face look like too gaunt. Mm. Yeah, you you can be out here looking like uh who who, who uh, who's the nigga that played Green Goblin? Oh, uh, Defoe. You can be, Defoe. Out here, be out here looking like Willem Dafoe out here. <laughs> since it, since it goes since it goes not regrow. That's a typo, I think. Since it does not regrow. Oh, since it does not regrow. Well, that's already uh, a big red flag. If the information has typo on it, that means it's like you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, like, but, oh, this man, is hey, a little this, shady. This person might have just had their buckle surgery. Yeah. <laughs> There's a risk of removing too much fat and creating excessive hollowing. So, so once the fat's gone, it can't come back. Although that may be what some younger patients are looking for. This can have major implications as they age. No bullshit. Right. Wow. That's the. There's a, there's gonna be a bunch of people like as this becomes more and more trendy and people are looking for cheaper and cheaper ways to do it. There's gonna be a bunch of people who who die from this because it's like once you get an infection up there, that's dangerous. That's tough. That's that's so close to your brain. That, that that's what stuck out to me is like oh you got if you get this done you got to get it done from a high end person who knows what they're doing. Any sort of oral surgery, any sort of any sort of thing up there is highly dangerous. Yeah, that's that's, that's crazy. Yeah. A lot, a lot of uh, a lot of a lot of surgeons are not doing this anymore because it's, yeah, it's so I, popular. I, absolutely. It's just the 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 risk for reward is insane. Just so you look like you have a better jawline, eat yeah. better. The, the old school one that they used to do, like in Hollywood, like in the 1960s and stuff, was they would remove your molars for the mm. same effect. Remove your molars. They, mm. People would get their molars yanked out. Because it creates the same hollowing. Beauty is pain. Who said that? That's somebody. Um, was that Chanel? Um, was that Mr. Meeseeks? <laughs> that sounds like a Meeseeks. No, that was thing. no. He said existence is pain existence for Meeseeks. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So, man, so much. Heavy. I hope this next email is not so heavy. What's up, Brandon Rob? Love the podcast and being optimistic nihilist with y'all. Wait a minute. Is that what we are? Yeah, that's yeah. it. I don't, I don't. I don't. I wouldn't say we're nihilist, would we? An optimistic nihilist. Okay, I'll take that. <laughs> that does um, sound like a compliment, though. I just listened to a true crime <laughs> podcast on the Tylenol murders about the dude who put the cyanide and Tylenol pills in Chicago during the eighties. It's literally the ultimate story of revenge. Y'all should definitely tap into the backstory. P.S. Brian, when are you gonna do a Troy in Detroit or Indeed? Um, okay. Um, but that doesn't leave me much to go on because I don't. Yeah. I, I know there, there's I, a Lincoln. There's a Lincoln Trello to an article that I pulled up about the Tylenol murders that talks about the revenge aspect. Oh, uh, okay. Of the well, let's get into that. We talking. I love me some revenge. Okay. Is uh, it like a? Oh well, we're about to find out. But is it like some Tylenol employee that's like screw you guys? Is that, um, is that the energy? We're about to find that. Okay. So I remember reading about this in a book in like third grade about like most most unsolved murders. So. That's why I. It's because of it's because of the Tylenol murders that most medicine bo- uh, bottles have cotton in it, right? So if it, that's not there, you know it's been tampered with. Oh, yep. uh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's okay. the sealed, right? Like the because they they used to have the cotton in it, but it uh, used to right. just be like a you know you just twist it off. 
No, I think the cotton is the cotton is for moisture. So oh, okay. Moisture so so the yeah. seal. Yeah. I, yeah, I know it changed how how things are packaged for yeah. sure. Early uh, okay so okay so here this is a the title of our murders. Look back at the rash of 1982 drugstore poisonings. Okay, let's do that. Uh, I mean that's the year I was born. Ooh. Ooh. Maybe he was after me. Spooky. Early on the morning of September 29th, 1982, uh, a 12-year-old girl, Millie Kellerman, came down with a sore throat and a runny nose, and her parents gave her one extra-string Tylenol. Hours later, she was dead. Oof. Over the next several days, six more people in the Chicago area died suddenly after taking the then-best-selling non-prescription pain reliever. Investigators soon realized that each victim had swallowed a tablet laced with a lethal dose of cyanide. The pill manufacturer, Johnson & Johnson, determined that the bottles had been tampered with after leaving the factory. Someone had taken the bottles off the shelves at several drugstores, added poison to the capsules, and then put them back with unwitting customers purchasing the deadly concoctions. I'm surprised nobody thought of that beforehand. Um, Thursday marked the 40th anniversary of this. In this picture, I see her putting Tylenol, but I also see Anison on the shelf, which I've never heard of. Um, okay, Thursday marked the 40th anniversary of Kellerman's death and the still unsolved murders that panicked the country and transformed the way over the counter medications are packaged. Oh, they haven't caught the motherfucker? No, they never caught him. A Massachusetts man, James Lewis, claimed he was the Tylenol killer in, in a 1982 ransom letter to Johnson & Johnson demanding $1 million in exchange for stopping the drugstore contamination. But authorities determined that Lewis wasn't in the Chicago area at the time. He was convicted of extortion and served 13 years <laughs> in prison. Some of some investigators still believe Lewis was behind the murders, which he has repeatedly denied. Okay, so he said he was, and then he didn't when he needed the money. Okay. Right. A new report from, uh, but maybe 13 years in prison to make you be like, I ain't trying to go to prison for that shit. <laughs> a new report from the Chicago Tribune says that three Chicago police detectives still believe that an old suspect, amateur chemist Ro Roger Arnold, is the Tylenol killer. A bar owner, Marty Sinclair, tipped off authorities after the side night death, saying that Arnold had become erratic after his marriage had crumbled and that he had been known to keep the poison in his home. He just struck me as being real resentful of his lot in life, said retired Chicago detective Jimmy Gildea, who interviewed Arnold at the time. I think he was kind of a broken little man, really. All right? What does that have to do with revenge? Yeah, that's a... Authorities uh, amassed a, a mountain of circumstantial evidence, including Arnold's admissions that he wanted to poison people and connections to the drugstores that sold the tainted pills, but there wasn't enough for an arrest. The FBI wasn't on board, according to the newspaper, and when the ransom letter came in, the agency switched gears and focused on Lewis. After the spotlight dimmed on Arnold, he shifted his attention to revenge. He learned from a police report that Sinclair had ratted him out for having cyanide. Wait a minute. So who was Sinclair? The bar owner that ratted him out. Uh, one mm -hmm. night, he spotted a man he believed was his nemesis outside a local watering hole and shot him in the heart. <laughs> Whoa. But it was a case of mistaken identity. Damn, how you going to kill the wrong person? Yeah, you got to gotta get it right. This ain't the see. I'm, I'm with a well-planned revenge. You, mm -hmm. If you, There's no reason for you to kill a completely innocent person if you get revenge. Yeah, you, ha you have to be um, sure about that. Also, someone telling the FBI that you have cyanide isn't really... That's not riling me up on your behalf. I, I feel like <laughs> you're just a piece of shit. That, um, he killed a stranger who happened to look like Sinclair. At trial, he was convicted of murder and served 15 years in prison. Wow, he served the exact same amount as the guy who wrote a fake ransom letter no, I think that for guy got, shooting someone in the heart. No, I think that guy got 13 years. <laughs> oh, so he served... I mean, but that's yeah. pretty much the same. That's yeah. for two, the two-year difference? Yeah. Nearly a decade after his release, he died of natural causes in 2008. The murder spurred uh, medication manufacturers to introduce tamper-resistant bottles with foil seals and other features that make it easy for consumers to tell whether a container has been altered. 
1999, the FDA created federal guidelines that forced all manufacturers to make over-the-counter medications tamper-resistant. Okay, wow. So uh, that's a, a lot. This is a this is a this is a revenge on wrong. This is a bad revenge taking. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, I, yeah. I can't. I can't. Uh, I can't support. I can't support that. Um, right. Re- revenge has to be very. Um, it has to be very like you got to get the right person, and it's got to be like. I remember. Was it Kane Velasquez recently that went to jail for like shooting at the guy who like apparently like molested his nephew. Oh right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Which right. I, which is like, look, I'm not like if a if a man does that to your family and you do that, I'm not, I don't have a problem with it. My problem with it was is that he was shooting at him in a bunch of car with a bunch of other people who were innocent, and it's like you can't do that. Like it's right. got if you got if you want to get revenge, you got to be like specific and like because I think he hit someone who didn't molest his nephew. No, he hit he he hit the guy's father. Right, and you I'm, can't do I, that. I think, I think he killed the guy's father. Yeah, you can't yeah, do he that. Did. Yeah, but some people are like, well, you shouldn't have been gallivanting with molesters. And I was like, well, he was accused of it. He was accused of it. He and that's his, of it. that's his son. You don't, you can't expect someone to not love their child. Or And no matter how fucked up they or are. Or even they, they if will... you don't even know if the father even know what was going on. Some right, people right. lie to their, kid, to their parents. Or they take advantage of the fact that their parents will love them unconditionally. And, right. And they yeah. like, you know, so it's like, but, you know, is the father, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the, how in-depth the father was, but I know a lot of people are like, like, lying, like free came for last case. I was like... No, he's guilty of what they locked him up for. Right. Like, if, if he had just killed that guy... I'd been like, free, free, free him. Fuck it. Well, and I mean, he did it. Or at least I wouldn't have a problem with it. But, right. uh, but even then, it's like, you know, I get where he was coming from, but, you know, now you done ruined your life. Right. You can't, you can't again, hit the wrong guy. Well-planned revenge. Mm-hmm. You know, or you could have got the ass at a stoplight. Like, I, you know, I don't know. I don't right. know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not familiar with too many of the details because we haven't talked about it in like a year. Or did there, we ever talk a, about it? There was a high-speed chase, and he rolled up on him, and he fired into the car. So, uh, you know, also mm. don't fire into an occupied, like a car occupied by a bunch of people. That's just not going to Right, right. It's got to be, well. be a one-for-one. One. You got to find that person and take your time. <laughs> Guys, this is how you assassinate yeah. someone who murdered, who molested your nephew. <laughs> so we, so we let's go step by step in what you need to do. You got to be cold. You got to be cold with it. This yeah, guy, he, Cain Velasquez, went off too hot, and he he yeah, made some take stupid mistakes. Yeah, exactly. You should have taken a deep breath and planned it out a little better. You got to calculate. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, Follow uh, him for a while. Right. Stalk him. You know, you know. Next evening. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Oh, see, he didn't include Rob. Mm. I'm still more popular than you. It happens. Um, I'm Aldo from Naples in Italy. Okay, I recently found out about. <laughs> I, I recently found. Fa- <laughs> right, hey, how's it going? I recently found out about your podcast and I love it. Thank you. I don't know if you discussed it in previous episodes, but I would love to hear your thoughts on the evolution of stand-up comedy in non-English speaking countries. In Italy, it is starting to get mainstream, and obviously, it was influenced by Americans, but also from previous Italian comedians. So it feels slightly different. Some of the comedians I know are getting shows in London, which is more used to your kind of comedy. Do you think that some of that influence can make all the way up to the state? Do you think that being an art form, stand-up is getting benefits from being mixed with different cultures or it could get diluted and damaged? Also, did you ever get... Uh, did you ever m- meet someone from Italy or in, or another non-English speaking country like France, Germany, or Spain and thought they were funny like your fellow Americans? Lots of love. Wish you well. Actually, I did meet two dudes... Um, from Italy, they were a band, and uh, they were like pretty boy fuck boys. You know, they got a lot of girls. Right. It almost seemed like they were in love with each other, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell. You know what I mean? It was that kind of thing. Right. 
Um, and they were funny. Yeah, they were funny. They were very talented musicians. They they were like, I don't know if it was some kind of like foreign exchange thing, but they were like crashing with my neighbors. Right. And we shared a backyard. So it was, uh, you know, these motherfuckers would just be out there playing guitars to women they just met. You know, that kind of shit. Uh, it's a good move. Yeah. Pull it off. It's a good yeah, move. Smooth move. And, um, but yeah, uh, do I think it's changing? I, no. First of all, I don't think any outside. I don't think anything outside of America could affect American comedy be- just because we're so cocky about it and protective about it. And comedy is so c- comedy is so cultural. Right. And as, so as long as American culture is the dominant culture in the world, I don't see other cultures influencing America. Actually, that, I well, mean, I, I guess mean, that's not necessarily true. I mean, it could I, at the end of the day, more people doing stand up only strengthens strengthens it, right? Cuz it's like yeah. it's a it's an art form that benefits from different perspectives. So yeah. another perspective being introduced can make you think about your stuff differently. I think it definitely helps people. But I I do feel like because the art form has been, it started in America, it's been in America the longest. When I see comedy from other um countries or stand-up comedy not comedy because like anyone like people can be funny and do comedy stand-up specifically which is very different than acting and all the other types of comedy um whenever i see someone do stand-up from another country it always feels just a little more basic like they're 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 still on a a, on a different level of trying to figure things out i feel like the brits are the closest and they're not close no yes that's how i feel i feel like the brits aren't even close yeah Especially the cocky ones. Um, <laughs> but I do say, like, you, yeah, growing you, up, I watched a lot of British stand-up, and it did, because of how, of how simple it was, it, it, it really taught me, like, how to do set-up punch. But I'm, I'm for it, though. Like, I, because there are people, there's some hungry motherfuckers, there's motherfuckers out in Amsterdam mm-hmm. and goddamn Naples that, you know, and so I've gotten emails from people in Russia, you know, and they're doing stand-up. Um, my, the only thing that bothers me, I, look, okay, so look, to answer your question, I'm all for people trying stand-up. I think it, yeah, it's, it, it's it only thing. helps the art form. Um, but what I hate is because because there's a lot of places where they're just getting stand up in within their culture. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're doing stand up in in Mandarin. They're doing stand up in 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 Mexico. They're doing stand up in you know all those all these other places. And like I said, it's very cultural. But but what you have to watch out for is you have some bilingual comics that will steal material mm-hmm. because they know you know it's like they know i don't speak mandarin i don't speak french you know so mm. so it you know F- france is p- yeah, big on that it'll a be lot a of french comics deal yeah yeah and it'll be a long time before the originator of that material finds out that you're stealing it you know because you can literally get famous in another country from mm-hmm. being hilarious because nobody right. knows that you you know that you've been listening to patrice o'neill you know what i mean they think you know they think you revolution like that's the shit that i i can't stand a motherfucking joke thief so that's all i would say is you know, if you're getting into stand-up comedy and American comedy is your inspiration, it's like, don't steal. Yeah, don't do bits you've seen another comic do. Yeah, I mean, and I'm talking about, listen, obviously every, every artist is inspired by other artists. But I'm talking about word for word, mm-hmm. lifting bits from people, knowing damn well you ain't funny. Actually, somebody got caught doing that recently, right? It was like, wasn't it like a Mexican girl? Where she was like, word for word, stealing someone's... Uh, yeah, I mean, you hear it all the time. I, the, the one That's, I know is there's a famous French comic who's huge in France, and he was just doing like Seinfeld's act. Oh yeah, for yeah. the longest time. Yeah, and so some people, are, and the thing is, I think, but I feel like Mex- in Mexico, that's the dumbest place for you to steal because there's there's so many people that speak both languages. It's right. so crazy for you to, to to think you can get away with that. But it's like, and I and in fact, I think this girl made it all the way on TV. 
She, mm. You know what I mean? She was like mm. doing like their version of the Tonight Show, and that's the thing that somebody was like, "Hey, bitch, that's yeah." You know, so it's like, don't do that. I mean, listen, I understand the the the, the desire to be to be good mm-hmm. at it, you know, but it takes work, and you can't cheat. There's no shortcut. No. Yeah, you just gotta suffer through all the bombs and trial and error, and you know, and some shit hitting flat and. Because when you that gold that's left over at the end, that's worth it. Don't steal from people. Right. If oh. you really want to contribute to stand up, it is originality of thought that that makes it yeah. grow. Okay. One more. What What do you guys think about like? Because like Tom Segura does, he does stand up in Spanish too. And in, is it is it mostly his same English set? Oh, I have no idea. I mean, I, at a certain point, it can't be right just because of language things. Right. There's yeah, no yeah, way yeah. it can be the same English set. Mm. But you know, that doesn't matter. Uh, you know, because it, it's not like I doubt he's in his Spanish set. He's doing Chris's rocks. Oh no 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 uh, no! I don't mean that. But he's saying he's saying is it is it is it the same is, the same jokes as in uh, English that he's like doing. like for instance Eddie Eddie Izzard. Uh, also does his set in French, and it's it's virtually identical except for mm-hmm. you know there's a few things that are like word plays that don't work in French or whatever. But right, the right. the structure I, and the jokes I, are. I'll 99%. say that I I would imagine so, but I really have no idea. I mean, why wouldn't you do that though? Like I would yeah. do that. I, I, I would say I would if I had to guess, it would probably be like ninety percent the same, and then ten yeah. percent like the stuff you can only do in the language. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, I would do it the same. I mean, well, why would you not? Man, that's two bags. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just double the bag. <laughs> why I mean, would you why would you go through the work of of creating a whole different original album when you no, nah, fuck that. It's 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 an, it's kind of similar to like, you know, if you watch anime, even if you watch like uh subs of anime, right? Like there are people who train it's not just a one to one translation. Sometimes you have to do things that localize it rather yeah. than just mm-hmm. literally translate it because they might make a joke about some person who's like super fucking famous in Japan, but we don't have any idea who they are. So like in yeah. the anime, they'll replace it with like Brad Pitt or something like that, just so the joke reads. You can't just you know? get up like, all your bases all belong to us. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um next email. Hello, Brian. Up, oh, just me. <laughs> Winning. Hey, hey, fuck you, Rob. Hey, your name S- is in the title. Summary. Redskins fan asks opinion on rank of racist team name what <sighs> this it is, was this interesting hearing your take interpreting your perception of potentially racist symbols namely the confederate flag versus the swastika i grew up in the dmv region that's where i'm from dc miller virginia um, as a redskins fan but now the team's name and helmet image are considered racist by some people although a native american designed the helmet logo many people believe that anyone who still wears or has Redskins merchandise are unapologetically racist. I never knew I had so many Redskins mementos until I considered removing or replacing them. My man cave basement is populated with a lot of Redskins stuff gifted to me by friends and family, which include cups, mugs, caps, mini helmets, team pennants, novelty footballs, uh, posters, neon team sign, etc. I guess it's a schlocky, I don't know what that means, racist museum now. In any case, I'm keeping it all. That doesn't include the shirts and hoodies I bought myself. In your opinion, where does your Redskins logo rank on your racist symbol scale and includes the conf- that includes the Confederate flag and swastika if it should be included at all? Thanks. Um, Swastika just means cheap, tacky. Okay, yeah, look. Uh, I mean, obviously, it's pretty It's pretty low. Um, cause, because the thing, the, you know, the fact of the matter is, you know, I, and I remember when this when this controversy was fresh, mm-hmm. um, like the last time there was like a major lawsuit, it was like eight nine years ago. And I remember I used to do a bit about uh, 
you know how like it was always like the co- the white girls in college t- telling you you're racist and all this like but yeah. yeah but you know what the Native Americans really want they want you to leave yeah <laughs> yeah get off their land you know it's like and you know th- th- I mean the fact of the matter is um, some people were offended by it they decided to change it and like now I don't care you know it's like it's whatever it is it's fine I just want them to stop being a shitty organization <laughs> you know like I'm I'm way more concerned about the okay so now you change the logo okay you know stop raping the cheerleaders and uh, and uh, bench Carson Wentz yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are you yeah. doing yeah, stop, why is he starting st- in a potential yeah, playoff game get st- yeah, out of here stop starting Carson Wentz in like <laughs> real key situations um <laughs> Uh, and uh, especially when you got a uh, old boy sitting behind him that we didn't even know. Oh, Sam Howell. Yeah, you got Sam Howell on the business. Like you like you know what? Let's experiment and see what we got. Oh, we're not going to put in the potential future of the franchise. We're going to put this guy that we're definitely not keeping. Yeah. Um, in a, in a potential just play- yeah just so he can throw three interceptions and um, and lose to a rapist. Yeah. Now now in now in in, in turn, should you get rid of all your risk and stuff? No. I don't know. I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. I have an autographed Sean Taylor jersey. Mm-hmm. I'm not getting rid of that. Yeah, and it's like, uh, you know, the, the, the people the people who think you're unapologetically racist, I would venture to guess that they aren't sports fans because it's deeper than that. Yeah, it, is, it is It's deeper than that. so much deeper than that. Like, I, the logo, like, like you know, I, as a non-Redskins fan, like, I would look at someone getting away, giving away their Redskins stuff that they accumulated throughout the years as, like, why are you doing that? Like, to me, it's like, oh, this is time spent with my dad. This is time spent with my friends. This is, like what I've talked about for years and like it's a bonding thing it's way more than just like some random logo yeah and the, the thing is I don't have a bunch of redskin red stuff I mean I probably should mm-hmm. but uh but but if you but I just mean you you're talking about burning thousands of dollars worth of shit mm-hmm. for no for so what I mean because the only people well, I'll put it like this the only people that's gonna be in your man cave are people that don't care if you're racist anyway <laughs> you know what I mean so um, yeah I, but 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 to put it up there with the swastika no no not even close or the uh, what was the other symbol the confederate flag absolutely not yeah uh, I would say then, below yeah, confederate flag yeah it's it's way I, w- the, I would say I would say confe- below chief wahoo for sure yeah yeah, the Confederate flag is the Confederate flag is leaps and bounds below a swastika. Right, and and the and I think the the old Redskins logo is way way below a Confederate flag. Um, yeah, well, well, it's not way way below because because it's one of those things because both of those things are in a gray area, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like when you see one, it does not necessarily mean. That that person is racist, nor are they trying to convey to you that they are racist. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, some people though, that's what it means to them. Right. Some of those people are racist, and they're using your arguments to not. I mean, you might be racist. I don't know you. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, but it's like some people. Some of the people are racist, but some of them are not. So it. And and when you see somebody with a swastika, they're definitely racist. Right. You know what I mean? It's no well, doubt it, about it. it no, and they're trying to tell you that. And I would say the big difference is that the Confederate flag and swastika has inspired a group of men to come together and try to win. Whereas the Redskins logo <laughs> for my lifetime has not been that. <laughs> it's just been... <laughs> okay, we, we, listen, I'm not here for the Redskins slander on, on, on my pod. Okay? You're the commanders now. The yeah, commanders I mean, I'm, 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 I'm aging myself for some, but before you was born, <laughs> we were great. Yeah. In fact, 82... Pre, pre-99. That, that year, 82, that year I was born, we won the Super Bowl that year. <laughs> And again in eighty, again in eighty seven, and again in ninety two. Yeah, yeah. You were one of the ones that beat the Bills. Yeah, and then and so and you were born in what ninety two? Ninety two. Yeah. Okay. So that's maybe you. What 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 month? 
September. So right oh, when the right when football started. season started, maybe yeah. you the reason we started losing. Well, you uh, you won one my the year I was born, right? So I'm really the last the last. No, of hope. no, no. But we they won, won before you were born. Yeah, we won before you were born. Did you did you win in the '92 season or did you win in the '91 season? The Super Bowl was '92. No. Right, the '91 season, the Super Bowl was in '92. Okay, okay, then yeah, maybe, maybe, I, maybe I'm the bad, maybe I'm bad news for the for the Redskins. Mm, yeah. But in my lifetime, they've never, I've never been scared of them as like a oh, this is a potential <laughs> team. In my entire oh no, don't, my, don't, don't don't do us like that. There was we were still pretty good at t- we weren't the laughing stock that we are now. No, you're not the laughing until stock. like the last. But even when you had RG three, I wasn't like oh, this no, team's gonna make a deep no, run. No, before RG three, I'm talking about when we had Clint, when we had Clinton Portis. Uh, Sean Taylor, uh, Fred Smoot, uh, uh, Samuels, we, uh, 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 goddamn LeVar Arrington. Right. We was loaded for a little while when Joe Gibbs came back. It was a little little hope, a little hope. I mean, a little hope. I mean, maybe because, maybe because, like, you remember Joe Gibbs and where he led you. But I would say, as a a neutral fan to the Redskins, I have never looked at them in my lifetime as, like, ooh, that's a team that can make a deep run. Even oh, when you well, guys were loaded. Well, well, they well they haven't been that in quite some time. Yes, that's um, what I mean. Maybe I mean there was a, there were there was a season or two, but we've just been since since uh, John Taylor died. That's the, that that really no before that your franchise since up, I think. Daniel Schneider took over the team. Well, there's that we've been aimless. We've mm-hmm. never been, you know. There's maybe been one or two seasons where we were pretty good, but since he since he bought the team, and I think that was in. What was that, 98? 99. Yeah, 99. 99? Yeah. It it doesn't help that your owner is, like, more interested in pimping out your cheerleaders than, like, making a functional team. But, Michael, uh, keep your stuff. That's my my Yeah, yeah, you're not not a bad person for keeping your stuff. There's so many memories attached to that that, like, it's it's way beyond some simple imagery. Okay, one more, and then I'm going to move on from the emails. Uh Oh, wait a minute. He said, hey, bro, do we know each other? Let's do this one. <laughs> uh, Will Big Crow. Hey, bro, do we know each other? I know you as a stand-up comedian. I just watched you on Ari's podcast, and on the podcast you talked about being stationed at Yuma and going to Iraq. Well, I was both stationed at Yuma and deployed to Iraq. Iraq. Just odd, and I hope you're doing well. Combat engineer. Um, I don't think we know each other. I was not stationed in Yuma. I was stationed in Miramar. Yuma is just where my mother, our parent unit was. We were a detachment. Um, I was down in Yuma a few times. I mean, I was in Max One, but that doesn't mean we know each other. So, you know, that. Yeah, I feel like you would be like, yes, we do know each other if you didn't know each other. Yeah. <laughs> that was a simple like, answer to that question. I feel like I would hit it right off the bat. Yeah. All right. Dear Brian, it's Vince from San Diego. Shout out Vince. Vince Shout out Vinny. Vinny is another comedian. Very funny. Uh, very funny guy. It's, Vin, it's Vince from San Diego. As a fellow Grand Admiral Thrawn fan, you got me right here. Mm-hmm. Who would you want to play a live action version of him? My go-to is Christian Bale. That's exactly my go-to. Yeah, I was gonna say Christian Bale, and if not Christian Bale, then um, who's budget Christian Bale? Um, uh, budget Christian Bale. Yeah, uh, I mean, I mean, Christian Bale is perfect. I would say Johnny Depp could probably pull it off. My problem no. is, is I have no idea who Grand no. Admiral Thrawn is. So oh, I have he's the greatest Star Wars villain ever conceived, mm. and Disney refuses to put him in uh, the movie the, the movies. Okay, yeah. A lot okay, of yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'll tell you about him another time because okay. I just go on and on. The dude who voices um, him could actually be a great live-action Grand Admiral Throne. Who? Lars Mikkelsen. Mads Mikkelsen's brother. Uh, show me a picture of Lars. Image of Lars Mikkelsen. Here we go. That's Jack Nicholson. <laughs> yeah, that is Jack <laughs> Nicholson. <laughs> okay. Oh, <laughs> it thought I said... <laughs> 
It thought I said large Nicholson. <laughs> And th- well, this was this is this goes to the this speaks to the concept of racism in tech because they don't test they don't test anything with black people. No, they have nope. pro- they, they have trouble with Indian voices. Yeah. And it's like we made the shit. Yeah, facial recognition and voice recognition are, are racist as fuck. Mm-hmm. I, bro, I can't tell you how many times I've done I've done I've like voice trained my Google shit. I let you spy on me. My whole every there's microphones in my room just just listening. Mm-hmm. There's a Google thing on my nightstand that listens. There's my phone, my tablet, all my shit be listening. When are you gonna know what I'm fucking saying? I said Lars Mickelson. And and you you brought me a large picture of Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Why would you think that's what I wanted? <laughs> I feel like Large Nicholson would be a great rap name. <laughs> it would. That's, that's gonna be my rap name from now on. <laughs> if I ever Nicholson. if I ever rap, I'm Large Nicholson. <laughs> Don't let me forget it. All right. No, uh, one more article that we can get out of well, here. Well, huh? look up, look up Lars Mickelson, for real. Okay, uh, Lars Mickelson, Lawrence Mickelson. Okay, you know what? I'm just gonna type it in. Okay, for this pisses me the fuck off. L A R S, <laughs> and then last name is Mickelson, like Matt Mickelson. M I K K E L S E N. This will be a little easier. Mm. Okay. Oh, never mind. And now my phone decided to die on me. <laughs> Your phone's good. No, no, no. Okay, there it is. It just, it just. Sometimes it goes on the fritz. Here we go. Lars Mickelson. Him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. he could pull it off. Depends but, on how good of an actor no, he, he is because he, he has kind eyes. He's so a, it depends really on how good of an a, a facial actor. And his brother played Hannibal, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Either one his, of them. His could, brother could also do it too. But right. yeah, Lars, Lars Mickelson has been voicing Grain Animal Thrawn for a while now. Lars? Yeah, Lars is the voice of Grand Animal Thrawn in. Um, uh, Re- is it Rebels that he's on? Okay, Rebel one, Wars, one of the, the animated. Shit. Yeah, one of the animated ones, mm-hmm. which are okay. pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, that's, he has my vote. All right, one last little joint. Well, it's, we got a lot of stuff here about AI. Um, yeah, we use it, but I but I, I prefer to do the the cheating one. Where's that? Uh, there's one. Oh, here it is. How to nab a cheater. Um. So how to nab a cheater in a chat GPT world. Have you ever used chat GPT? I have not. No, I have. I, I'm smart. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it in articles, and I've seen, like, apparently its user base is huge. I have no idea. Yeah, it's all these fucking dummies getting through college cheating. Yeah. That are now running society, and they stupid as fuck. It might be, to, to me, it, it might be one of the new things, like, this is my first, like, oh, I might be too old for this, where I feel like an old man who doesn't really understand so, what's going on. If you're not familiar, um... Chat GPT is an AI that can write a paper for you, and it okay. look, and it sounds like a human being wrote it. Right, right. Um, and it you have to have a very keen eye to spot the the different. I think you would actually probably need another AI to tell you whether an AI wrote the paper. Right, is that good? And so now college professors are are stumped. Mm-hmm. Um, it it seems to me, bitch, like you're gonna have to stop using papers as a way to grade people. Yeah, like you, like, or or it seems like you're gonna have to find like uh, your papers will have to be an exam. Like it happens in class. Right. You write what you know. Yeah, because if the point if the point is t- is to find out what people know, why do you why do you have to send them to write a paper? I, I don't I don't understand. Like why can't you just test them in class? Because that that's the solution. Because because what's happening now is. Someone just invented a way to scan a paper and see if it was written by an AI, but then, right. but the AI is also evolving too. So it's just this arms race when you could just you know just get rid of papers. Right. 
Well, take away the opportunity to cheat. You have to. You're not going to win this battle. No, not with well, AI. AI is, AI is winning, if not already won, and we don't know it yet. Yeah. The, the issue, though, is that you can't just get rid of essays completely because sometimes an essay is not necessarily testing your ability to regurgitate facts. It's testing your ability to come up with a novel take or a novel perspective and then to explain that perspective or formulate that hypothesis with supporting material, right? Yeah, but you can do that. You can do that. You can just do it the same way they do a thesis, where it's like I bring you in and I I question you on your thing, and you because sure. if you really if it's really your perspective, you should be able to explain it, right? Right. Because yep. because you're this, there's no way to stop this. Mm-hmm. There's absolutely no way. No, 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 no. And and what you run the risk of is like imagine the month. Imagine you imagine you have a doctor that's fresh out of college. And they and they've used this the whole way through college. They don't even understand. They don't even know where your organs are, right? <laughs> but they got a doctorate from you know whatever the fuck. And it's like that. That's what scares me. Yep. I mean, even though to be honest with you, most of the people I know that graduated from college aren't that smart. You know, they they a lot no. of them are fucking stupid. Once you, once you once you get to an adult age, you really truly understand how underqualified everyone is for everything. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh, everyone's just sort of flying by the. Everyone's sort of winging it and figuring it out as we go along, and hopefully yeah. they kind of know what they're doing. Yeah, I was like, I've only ever been in a class. Like in every class I've ever been in, at most there's one or two people that that have their shit together. Where you're like, oh, that person, right? That person meant yeah. to do this. What scares me a lot about like doctors is like coming from like an Indian family, like a brown family, is that you see like how much of the peak kids don't really care about being doctors and they still become one. Or how much go, like, oh, they can't make it into an American med school? Well, we'll go to a med school in the Caribbean where it's the standards are easier, get our doctorate there, come here, do our residency. You know what I mean? It's like the, the many ways around, like, the amount of people who are doing that, who are brown, that don't want to be doing that, actually, like, genuinely freaks me out. Oh, wow. It's but, like but a they lot don't of— have, They don't have a choice. They don't have a choice, or they, they think they don't have a choice. It's an illusion that they don't have a choice. I'm sitting here right now. Right. That's true. That's true. You know what I mean? And now, don't get me wrong. Some of them—like, my sister, I think, genuinely wants to be a doctor. So it's like I I get that. Okay. But like, and there's a lot of people that genuinely do want to be a doctor. But some people, it's like, oh, this is forced, and I don't know. You ever you ever see uh, Jim Carrey's commencement speech years ago? Mm-mm. It, it's on YouTube. It's great, and it stuck with me. But what stuck with me most because I saw it in college when I was considering whether or not to do comedy or like keep going down the path I was going. He goes, you can you can fail at the safe thing. Like the safe thing you choose, you can still fail at. So why not do the yeah. thing you want to do? And um, yeah, that's the straight bar, and that stuck with me forever. And that's just I see it in so many of the kids my age, or like they're not kids anymore, adults my age, where it's like, oh, some of you are just gonna be deeply unhappy, and that's gonna be your life. Yeah, fuck that. And then you're gonna force this deep unhappiness on your kid. You know what I mean? It's just like, yeah, yeah, it's It's so sad. yeah, it's a it's it's a cycle. It's a vicious cycle. But, but you know what? You won't be broke. You won't be broke. <laughs> you won't be broke. You won't be broke. But you know what? You told me a long time ago that also stuck with me. You told me this: money can't buy peace of mind. That's absolutely true. You won't be like you'll be you'll be fine. You won't be struggling for food, which is a, a huge win in a shelter, which is a huge win. Don't get me wrong. Like you can take that, take that. But the never being happy and content with yourself that sounds unbelievably miserable yeah. and painful and lonely in a way that like. Is that I want to die? Yeah, yeah. I want to. I have everything. I have the house. I have the car. I have. I can give my kids whatever they want, and I'm still deeply, deeply, deeply unhappy. That sounds horrifying. Yeah. You can follow mad, your dreams. And still I still be have mad respect though for yeah. people who, that is that is their dream, right? It's like financial stability, and like they're like, right. look, I'm a I'm a pharmacist. I clock in, I clock out. 
I go home, I play Xbox, and everything's good. Like, yeah, I, I got respect. Yeah, for that. I respect that. No, if you, yeah, if, I, if, I respect that too. Yeah. If you're happy with your life decision, yep. There's nothing. There's nothing to not respect. You know what I mean? Like you're living life how you want to live it. Yeah. I'm talking about these people I see that are just sort of like, I got to do it because that's what I'm told, but and see, they're running I, the script. But I know, I know some people where their dream is to be deeply unhappy. <laughs> like they aspire <laughs> to it every day, and this is not about my ex. <laughs> But what? some people just, that's their shit, is being unhappy. They just love being sad. Oh, I heard this moment of brilliance at an open mic, just some random kind. I forgot who, but it said uh, self, uh, self-pity self is the most dangerous drug. Ooh. Well, I think that might have been me. Maybe. Maybe it might have been you. It sounds like a very Brian oh, yeah. Simpson thing, but self-pity is a dangerous it drug. Is. It's addictive. Oh, oh man. Feeling bad about yourself me. feels so good. It does. It can. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, it's not my fault. The world is against me. And look at me. I'm this lone ranger that the world is trying to keep down. Why? Why me, Lord? Yeah. It, yeah. You've singled me out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes you yeah. feel special it, that well, the world is fucking you it, specifically. Well, it's weird, to, it's weird to live your life passively, like as though as though life is happening to you and not because of you. Like, mm-hmm. you, like you have no agency or input into it all. Mm-hmm. That's where you fuck up at. Yeah, sure, fucked up shit happens and some shit ain't your fault and some shit ain't fair. But you have to take... The power you do have and the control you do have, and exert it, and yeah. exert it mm-hmm. over your yeah. Because that that and it took me a long time to learn that, but that's where you go. We learn our life lessons here on BS with Brian Simpson. Listen <laughs> again. Don't forget to follow us on all socials. BS comedian uh, Asanje Ahmad. Asanje Ahmad. Um, find tickets to the tour on BrianSimpsonComedy.com. Um, if you want to, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, you want advice from the advice champ, email me at BS with Brian Simpson at gmail.com. Um, don't forget to Rob what you, you got to plug uh, Apocalypse Soon with Eddie Apoc- Pepitone and Kevin Tinkin and then also Josh Potter Show both every week thank comedyfrequency.com com. and we'll see y'all at the next episode thanks thanks for having me that's a good news.